Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about toys. You know, spanning the spectrum of all sorts of different types. But is it even a question to ask if you were into toys as a kid? Or do you think all kids are into toys? It just matters what type. Uh, no. I don't think every kid is into toys. What can kids be into? I don't know. There's some that like nature, going out, mm-hmm. just picking shit, the dirt. I mean, rugrats, you know, eating worms, <laughs> stuff like that. Or I guess the TV kids, you know? Right, right. Like the, I really like TV or videos. Or I guess toys. Or now iPad kids. I think that's like the evolution of the TV kid, you mm-hmm. know? like. Or if anything, it's like a mix between both, you know? Could be a toy with apps. Yeah, I guess it depends if you're playing games or just watching stuff. YouTube shit, yeah, exactly. I think I was more of like the outdoors kid. Like I like sports. I would play baseball a lot and stuff. Even as a kid, I remember as like a young kid, I'd like try to play catch and stuff like that. And video games whenever I could, like toys, toys. I wouldn't say I was the biggest toy kid. I do remember some. I guess we'll get into them. Maybe I'll just say now that like I remember a Wolverine action figure. That's why he's always been my favorite, maybe since I was a kid, and then I just held on. I don't know, I had to be five, six. I'm trying to go back, like, shit I remember. Young Young? I don't know if there's a name for this, but let me try to paint a picture. It's like a circle, right? And then there's, like, fishes, and they open and close their mouths, and it goes in circles, and then you have, like, a little fishing rod, and you're trying to, like, fish them out. Hmm. Fun as hell, playing that. I'm not sure that I was, like... The toy kid, you know? You're mentioning being into sports and video games and stuff, which I was into as well. But I also had different toy figures or toy cars and etc. I don't know if stuffed animals count in that. I would think so. Yeah, I'll throw them in there. So I would say I had different phases of different types. I feel like action figures were one of the most popular and I think I had some but they weren't my favorite and I would probably give like a neutral to action figures I feel like they're not as fun to play with as like a toy car where you can roll and jump off stuff and blah 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 and I guess I'll stick in toy cars for a sec I mean there's Hot Wheels of course the most classic and I don't remember when I first got into them but I remember around maybe third or fourth grade being really into them along with a couple friends and in one of those classes I remember at our desk we had set up like a little paper garage and stuff where we built out of like loose leaf these little garages and would bring in toy cars and have them there and I was also into cars in general so I was learning about different types of cars while also being into the toy cars and I would learn certain models through the toy cars as well and even randomly being into like this blue Dodge Caravan that I had like no reason why that should be an appealing car but for some reason as a toy it was but did you ever have any toy cars yeah for sure had toy cars I wouldn't say I was like a collector or got them very often it had to be like someone gifted me a Hot Wheel or two and I had them But I don't know that I, like, played with them very long. I wasn't the type to, like, sit down on the floor and, like, play with something very long. Like, I remember having that 
Wolverine action figure, but it's not like I was walking around with it much. I think it was just like cool to have there, you know, like in a corner, I don't know, in your bed or some shit. But I would say, not that I ever had it, but I was always interested in like having this. And it's the little like Hot Wheels crazy like tracks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you can like do races, like sometimes just, you know, cock it back, boom, they speed off or just like push it and there's a loop and shit. Always kind of wanted those when I was a kid. Never had them, but... That just reminds me, too. I don't know if it was for my birthday or someone else's, but I remember going to some birthday party when I was younger in Westchester at this little place that had these different racing tracks and stuff. I think it was a mix of smaller and some bigger toy cars, too, but it was pretty cool and obviously has stuck in my memory. But also, while we're there geographically one of the bigger things for toys when we were younger and they had one of these stores around there was a toys r us wow yeah i mean they had them also like in times square which i think you brought up recently on an episode even just the logo alone is iconic yeah so again we're gonna go back to it you know when we talk on this podcast about how i wasn't born here and you know i came to america when I first hit that Toys R Us on 42nd Street, that was that moment, you know? That was the we here, baby, you know? <laughs> like, we in America. Telling me they have every toy. <laughs> they have a Lego gorilla bigger than life. <laughs> they have a real-life Barbie house. They have a Candyland. A Ferris wheel? Yeah, the Ferris wheel was crazy. That you could see from the basement all the way to the third or fourth floor. I don't remember. In the middle of Times Square. Nah, like, it was, for real, like, I was... Like a movie, kid in all big lights, just looking up, like enjoying it all. That was the feeling I got. Not just the first time I went, every time I went until I was obviously like older, you know, which didn't go very far because they kind of took it down later on. But yeah, Toys R Us was magical, especially that location. It was like the game room and the basement floor where they had, you know, all the Xbox, PlayStation, all by section, all in the dark, so fucking fire. Like my dad hated taking me here, but. He did. Shout out to him. Yeah, easy pro. Like, one of the best memories I had as, like, a kid coming to the U.S., you know. It's like, that's where my excitement was. I definitely remember it being one of, if not the coolest store at that age. I don't know, somewhere in the 5 to 10 range, probably. Although I do also remember having a nightmare. And I don't remember many of these, but having a nightmare that I was sitting in the car in the Toys R Us parking lot. And for some reason, I was like waiting alone in the car and being like kidnapped or something. (laughs) But it's like one of the few nightmares that I remember. Wow. I mean, (laughs) I didn't think we'd go there on this episode, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe Toys R Us was robbing you of your childhood or something. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Try to look deeper, you know. That's crazy, though. <laughs> That's why you're afraid of giraffes, huh? <laughs> Shout out to Jeffrey the giraffe. Yeah, I didn't mention it was two giraffes who <laughs> just grabbed me by their neck <laughs> through the car window. But anyway, we're going to keep jumping around, but just to go to one other store real quick. More downtown, this in Soho, was Kid Robot. What do you remember about that? Yeah, Kid Robot. Super dope store. By the way, it's not there anymore, right? No, yeah, it went away a long time ago. Went away, sad. 
But I did realize when doing some research for this episode briefly that they're still around. They're still making stuff. Just toys or close to? Uh, I think mainly toys. It seemed like that was the route they were going to go. But yeah, Kid Robot, if you don't know, it's like a, yeah, I guess a toy slash clothing store. But yeah, in Soho, I think it was like a one of one. Maybe there was one in LA at the time. Super dope. It was like two floors. It was almost like a toy house, all in white, very well decorated. If you kind of are from that area or from that era, just imagine like a, a BBC, you know, Billionaire Boys Club store, kind of in a similar route. The Bape store, you know, similar, very simple, but cool aesthetics and, you know, kind of artsy, but the streetwear, it was just like a mix of things, a lot of cool colors. If I remember right, yeah, they'd have like toys everywhere. They were big on selling like the blank toys where you could also like draw on. Yeah, I did one of those actually. I had like two. I had like the little monkeys. Mm, nice. I forget their names. I think they had a little name on them, but I had like a little monkey. I want to say like a little rabbit. Yeah, yeah. I I had not the custom, but I had one of the other rabbits. I think they're called the labbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was also streetwear, which kind of always blends with like the graffiti world and like painting and stuff like that. So yeah, you could get these toys. They had them like in blank. You could either get them like in white. I think I had like a pink one or a baby blue one, which I think just the base color. And then you can like use a marker or whatever to paint over them, make them your own and just use them to decorate your room and shit. I'm pretty sure I still have them like at my parents' house. Sometimes they sell them with already like art on them pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And do different series like they did the Simpsons back in the day when I was just looking recently. They did a Keith Haring set, which is super dope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And their most popular ones were also called the Dunnies, D-U-N-N-Y. And that was kind of like their own model slash shape of this character. And I think that was their trademark and still is. I mean, they're still making those to this day. So definitely pro the Dunny for sure. But I would say that my favorite thing about the store for sure was the clothes. And the clothes consisted of like a lot of the same shit. So it would be the same toys we're talking about, or, like just drawings of those or like designs of toys that they'd sell in the stores and stuff. And it was kind of expensive, low key. I'm pretty sure that might be the reason why they kind of went downhill. I also still have a shirt or two back in my dad's house and a sweater that who knows if it's worth any more now. But Garobo was kind of dope. Give it like a, a light pro for sure because it was steep in price, but it was pretty unique and like kind of cool to me especially with all the colors and stuff they carry yeah with the clothes it definitely was near that streetwear realm and funny you mentioned bbc because i don't know for sure if this is accurate but i can picture pharrell wearing this like lime green kid robot shirt i'm not 100 percent, but like it made total sense that the store was in soho and around the block from where stussy was at that time on wooster and a couple blocks from the BBC store and etc. I don't remember exactly how I discovered it, but I remember going to it pretty often when I was around there. And you're right, it wasn't like super cheap for getting them. Still isn't when I checked the recent prices. But it's also like, let's say you spend $15 and you get, you know, a pack of a bunch of toys in one at other places like Toys R Us at Kid Robot. You're going to buy like one figurine with that. And they often did where, let's say it was a Simpsons set. You'd pick a box, but you wouldn't know which one is in it. So it's like a surprise thing. 
kind of like our mystery box episodes, you could argue it makes it more special in a way. And there's definitely a con angle to that too. In a way, they're kind of collectibles where like you get them and it's like the mystery box, like you don't know what you're getting. And part of it is the search for all of them, but also they kind of make you want to keep buying until you get all of them. I feel like it depends on the set because if there are a bunch of interesting ones you want and it's more a matter of which, like for example, when I saw this recent Keith Haring set, I was like, oh, these are all dope. But like there was also an Andy Warhol set that they just did recently that's out. And there's maybe one of them that I would like. So I probably wouldn't buy just a mystery box from that. But yeah, I guess I could go either way with it. Easy pro for kid robot, but the price just brings it down a little bit. Since we're here, I guess I'd also add good old original fake slash cause to this. Because this around the same time, I guess I was finding out about cause. If you don't know cause, he's uh, also an artist. Maybe specifically a graffiti artist. Well, that's how he started out. Now he's more like an art world, you know, darling. Yeah, but now, I mean, big name, has a bunch of collabs with brands, makes the huge statues that you may have seen in the nearest big city you live in, all over around the world, not just in the U.S. The Michelin Man or the, the skull with the X. Another groundbreaking toy when it comes to, like, cool streetwear and like our age group where yeah i mean multiple of the ones he's made yeah kind of one of those like grown-up toys where they're like collectibles everyone wants them they're really expensive they're hard to find you're lucky to have one of the pieces obviously like the bigger they are the more rare and like expensive they are and them shits go for crazy money oh yeah especially the more rare ones i mean all of them are expensive i've never been able to get one because it's just not affordable at all yeah no however yeah it's, it's easy for me to pro those things that like broke ground one of the things that maybe even your parents know because i know like your parents like art and shit but they're not necessarily part of like the streetwear and that sort of era um, but it's like a dope toy a dope figurine and at this point a statue and shit a stable yeah, I mean, with the statues, they just had one, for example, at Rockefeller Center recently before the tree went there. Definitely pro all the cause toys, obviously minus the price to actually purchase, but just in design and everything, very cool. And those would usually be posted on Hypebeast and stuff, for example, where I feel like they would also post other toys sometimes that would fall into a similar realm, like bare bricks or stuff like that which were okay, like, there are some good ones, but probably not my favorite. Yeah, like, honestly, I have never really been into these type of collectibles. Yeah, you mentioned Bear Brig, Metacomp, Funko Pops, I guess. I was debating whether to mention those. I feel like they're almost more a Target toy, if that could be a category, you know what I mean? I don't know, I wouldn't put them in exactly the same category, but I was, like, thinking of mentioning it with it. Yeah, no, I see your point. I guess there's like the other side where like, yeah, they're both technically collectibles. Right, right. Seems like there's endless versions of them. There's always like room for more. I've never really been into the Funko Pops. Just not the style for me. It's a pretty successful company, obviously. Like they're sold everywhere. And if anything, I think that's part of the problem aside from the design, which I'm not a fan of either. 
the concept is dope. Like, imagine collecting a toy of all the shit that you like or other movies, TV shows, you know, Stranger Things, like anything. Think about it. They probably have one. But they're, like, so accessible. Like, you could go anywhere and find them. You don't even have to grind it out. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of, like, takes that special feeling from it. It'd be cool if they just make, like, a limited number and there's, like, this almost like in a baseball card sort of way. Like, yo, I could trade or, like, fuck, that's crazy. You got to actually get that one. That, I think, brings it down a notch. And on top of that, the designs are just fucking weird. It's almost like a square, big-ass head with, like, yeah, just not a, um, easy for me to con. But the concept is stairs, like gold. They just kind of fumbled the bag, in my opinion. But Bear Briggs, another one that I think a little expensive. And obviously, these are a bit more of a collectible. Very hype beast. Become an actual art piece. I like them a little better. I don't know that I'll ever own one. Like, if I would, I'd get a cost one, maybe. But I don't hate it as much. I'd go, like, a Light Pro on Bear Briggs. They're definitely better than Funko Pops. And I'm maybe even neutral on them but i definitely prefer like a dunny or cause or whatever to that for sure also on a collectible level we brought them up and did a whole segment in a mystery box episode speaking of but beanie babies which to basically recap briefly i had a bunch of them i definitely pro the whole style of those, some really cool ones for sure. And I enjoyed having them at the time. And like the whole TY logo tag is so classic as well. I can't really complain about Beanie Babies too much. And you said you didn't really have them, but you liked the style of them, right? Uh, Yeah, never really had many of them. I'd have them. I think my cousins would. So I'd see them and yeah, they're pretty dope. In a weird kind of way, I'm like, a fan of like plush toys and like teddy bears and things like mm-hmm. that just because of like the aesthetic or like the the bed comfort level <laughs> it's almost like a bed with plush toys looks comfortable you know right, right. but never had them but i still pro and stuffed animals in general if we're considering that as toys i did have some others too besides beanie babies i would say beanie babies are probably the most memorable just because I would say that's probably what I had the most of, but I mean, you kind of just said it, but do you pro stuffed animals in general otherwise? I pro them. Yeah, in a similar way. I had a few stuffed animals, random ones. I'm actually a fan of like the really big ones or bigger ones just because of that. Carnival size. Yeah, you know, (laughs) carnival, like if you win, like, you know, at the fair, some shit, you get the big one, which you actually seen that happen. Yep. I had like a big ass raccoon super comfortable like i would literally lay on that take naps on it i had it like in the corner of my room and like yeah it doesn't hurt anyone (laughs) i have seen some things or even like on tv or videos where you see like people that collect them tough to collect just because they're like roomy they take a lot of space so that could be a little too much for me at least it's like one two tops (laughs) after that you know you gotta like pick and choose give it away or throw one out right now i do have one it's like a big ass baby yoda right arguably one of my more comfortable pillows at the moment (laughs) since i don't have any stuffed animals at the moment i don't know if i would pro it but i also wouldn't con it like i'd probably be neutral like i definitely get all you're saying with how comfortable they are i never even really thought about doing that (laughs) until you know i saw you having them and trying it so i'd be open to it 
But I feel like if anything, at this point, like I would get just one or two of the Beanie Babies as a collectible of like my favorite ones. Although some go for like insane prices. Like everything has a crazy, you know, markup nowadays. But Beanie Babies were kind of a, you know, 90s, early 2000s thing. Around that time, there were also a bunch of different random ones that were in style. And I don't know if this was just because toys were more popular at the time first now, or maybe I just am not aware of all the toys now as much, but there were like Mighty Beans, which were like these little beans that could roll around with different faces. There were Tech Decks with, you know, the skateboarding and you could use your fingers and blah, blah, blah. There were Tamagotchis, these little, you know, games, I guess. I never had them, but I know it's like a thing. Trolls. Poly Pockets, Light Brights, Etcher Sketch, Viewmaster, etc. I mean, there was a bunch of things. And some have just lasted the course of time. Legos, I don't know if we want to dive deeper into that now or save maybe even for a whole episode. Furbies, which had like a comeback with uncut gems and the diamond version of it. So there's a bunch of stuff. And not to mention like, Happy Meals at McDonald's or Burger King where you get a free toy. Since that was the last thing you said, Easy Pro for McDonald's toys. Cheapest toys of all time, but... (laughs) Bro, getting a toy with any food was always, like, just that cherry on top, even if it was ass. You know, I'm talking cereal, you know, obviously McDonald's, other fast food spots. Do you remember the gold-plated Pokemon things? It was like a gold Pokemon card... And I'm sure it wasn't like crazy material, but it looked crazy at that time. And I think it came in like a little Pokeball. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They still sell those. Oh, really? Like, I actually just seen one of those like not long ago. I think one of my boys has them. That could be a whole episode on its own. But yeah, like Pokemon kind of made that comeback. Yeah, it was definitely a pro to get a toy thrown in. And it's almost like that's what you were looking forward to the most out of your meal. Yeah, I I easily pro any toy that comes with food just because, you know, you didn't have to, but it it makes the meal special. Tech decks, for sure, cool. Never owned them myself, but, you know, at our school, there was a few kids that will always bring some or, like, at lunch, you'd just be like, yo, let me hold that. Right, right, Like, almost like a basketball, like, yo, let me me see the rock real quick. (laughs) And you try to do a few tricks with your fingers. (laughs) So, yeah, it's easy for me to pro. Never into Furbies. Uh, Shout out to One Cut Gems, though. The chain is fire. In that way, maybe, but... Furby toys themselves? Kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. Well, it almost reminds me of Gremlins, which I know you're not a fan of either, right? Mm, Yeah, not at all. Trolls. The hair's funny. (laughs) Again, that's it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) not much there. It's easy for me to con. Never really had a Tamagotchi, but it's cool. It's like technology and a toy at once. Back in the 90s, you had one of those. It's like having a beeper, you know? Right, right. Or almost. Or like a Game Boy before it was a thing. Yeah, it was like a Game Boy, you know. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty dope. I, I'm not going to hate on those. I'll probably pro that, even though I never had one either. Legos, yeah, that definitely could be an episode on its own. I could pro it for sure. Also making some sort of a comeback, especially with our age group. Mm-hmm. If you've seen, I don't know, there's like Star Wars and even flowers you can make and people are making bouquets and shit like that. Yeah, bonsai tree. Shout out to them for, like, figuring that out because hey, that's more money for them. But, yeah, I would pro Legos. That's it's one of those classics, like... Yeah, I never really played with them too much, but you can't argue with their power. 
Yeah, I mean, if Toys R Us had a whole section, I mean, we <laughs> talked about the gorilla, the King Kong, climbing the Empire State Building. Someone put many hours to create that. Yeah, it's easy for me to pro. But yeah, just just some of the ones that like were on my radar, I guess. And also, one other thing with the 90s toys in general, that was the time when the Toy Story movies started. And I mean, for me, we talked about those on the Pixar episode, but the first one was the first movie I saw in theaters before I was even aware of it. And and those definitely have a strong nostalgic power. They've stood the test of time. Some of Pixar's best work, even among their crazy catalogs. So they brought toys into a different realm with like kind of humanizing them and bringing emotion to it. So obviously a pro for the Toy Story series. I wouldn't even be crazy to say Toy Story movie series is like top 50, you know, like one of the Toy Story movies would be on the top 50 for my top 50 favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because of that childhood factor, you know, that nostalgia. I think I had the VHS tape of that OG Toy Story. So I watched it many times in Spanish and in English, you know, bilingual gang. <laughs> but yeah, like iconic buzz outside of. Wolverine, maybe? I think Buzz was probably, like, my second favorite. I don't know that I ever owned a Buzz Lightyear, like, figure or anything, but I probably did want at a point, just because of the movie. Yeah, the little aliens. I mean, like, any toy there. The only toy in the movie that I wouldn't fuck with is, like, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, every toy is dope. Even the dinosaur, you know, corny and shit, but it's a dinosaur. I'm pretty sure I would have liked it as a kid. The Slinky dog. Oh, yeah. I fuck with Slinkies even now. I see a Slinky, bro. <laughs> I'm going to play with that shit for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, Toy Story, major pro. Also, another big one that we haven't talked about yet with our favorite sport, baseball, is bobbleheads. Not a hot take. Not a fan of bobbleheads. Really? Wow. I don't think I knew that. I don't hate them. Just don't care about them. Like you were never as a kid when you saw, you know, oh, it's X player bobblehead day. You never got excited for that or anything? Yeah, I, that, that was what I was going to say. It, it was one of those, like, I guess, bring it in as the argument of getting the toy at McDonald's. You know, it's kind of like the cherry on top, which was like, oh, something free with the game? Hell yeah. Like, why not? Let's be there early. And I actually even have some at home. I think I have like a Jeter bobblehead and maybe Mariano. I don't know. I, I for sure have like two at home. And I think I have even have one or two Dodger ones from going to Dodger games here. Again, I don't hate them, but... Like, I'm not big enough a fan to, like, actually bring them out and, like, put them in my room. Or mm -hmm. some people even have, you know, the little car ones where you could have them in the car and shit. Like, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That when you like drive. Like the Aloha the one. Yeah, yeah. The Aloha or the dog, you know, the bouncing right, head. Right, right, I would specify that maybe I'm not the biggest fan of, like, the ones that have, like, the massive head. Because I know you can have, like, a bobble head with, like, almost a regular size head. And just the head is wobbly. But the 80% to 20% body <laughs> ratio i just find them like funny and whatever like sort of in the neutral maybe a hair in the con side i would say that i was definitely as a kid always excited to get those from games for free and stuff although i will say briefly that this past season i went to a game where they were giving out dj lemayhu bobbleheads and one the design has changed so it's like a small kind of stocky one now it's kind of weird not my favorite 
design style, but also it was like weirdly set up where I think you had to go to a certain gate to get them, but they didn't communicate that ahead of time. So we didn't even end up getting one and it's always limited and everything. So I don't know, that process is kind of a mess, at least for Yankees games, maybe in other cities, smaller markets, it's better. But I mean, currently I have a Jesus and Mero one actually, which is just more so unique than anything. But I definitely think of baseball ones the most. I also had some mini baseball ones as a kid, and those were cool too. I would definitely pro bobbleheads in general though. I don't know if they've kind of gone out of style in a way. I feel like they were bigger when we were younger, but maybe that's me just thinking from a kid to adult perspective. I don't think you're wrong there. I think they are kind of aging. I mean, for sure, it is something of the old days. I for sure don't see them as often as when I was little. And yeah, again, it could be I could be wrong, but I think it's like a dying thing for sure. So do you think toys in general have not gone out of style, but that there aren't as many variations now or at least as many unique variations? They're kind of the similar ones like Funko Pops or... It's sad, yeah. I mean, let's get to the sad part of the episode. I do think it is a, a dying thing. Toys will never really ever completely die. It was just something where like there was this this era of toys. I mean, I think there's even like a Netflix documentary or show series about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's literally called like Toys or American Toys or something like that. And it shows like the prime of toy making from like the 70s or 60s to like the 90s because that was like the prime era for it. the toys that made us oh yeah there it is the toys that made us and obviously that that has more of like a, a thing behind it and it's probably like nostalgia driven for the creators that made it and stuff but i think it was for sure like an era i don't think we're ever gonna get to like a golden age of toy era again that for sure passed and probably even before our time Maybe it was about this time that this documentary takes place in. But yeah, I mean, obviously we're like moving towards a more technological type thing and toys are not going to die. Like you're still going to see your six month old to four or five year old with toys, you know, and maybe even older. But I think we're starting to move to a, we mentioned iPads earlier, where instead of getting that Elmo, that whatever it is, Mickey Mouse at three or four, your kid's going to start getting an iPad. And it's not necessarily, like, they could still get educated with the iPad and have fun with it, but it's a different type of fun for sure. The imaginary having conversations with two dolls and toys, you know, the Barbies, which I guess we could have touched on, but. Yeah, I'll be interested to see the Greta Gerwig Barbie movie that's coming out. <laughs> yeah, toys will make a comeback in the metaverse or something, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but. Sadly, like the physical toy as we know it right now, I think it is dying. Con that idea or that movement. However, for like toys as we know them or grew up with, that's an easy one for me to pro. Even though I didn't have all that many toys, the idea of them and even having the access or the possibility of having that, it's an easy pro. Seems like in general it's going that route. And even when you see certain custom-made ones, like, for example, action figures of Travis Scott or something like that, it feels rare because you don't see current stuff being made into that 
kind of format unless it's like you said a stranger things funko pop or whatever not to keep using that example but yeah so overall toys are again one of those things where it's kind of broad so to pro con the whole thing it kind of depends on which you're talking about but in general i would probably go pro i mean there's so many good options at least for the era we grew up with more were good than bad so solid pro all right so that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm jack you can find me at jack Bloom summer summer with an o on everything and i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere kid robot hit us up for that custom pros and cons dunny collab we'll do a couple split options for a series stay tuned